Welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today our guest is Tim Lyons. Tim is a managing partner of Cityside Capital, a real estate syndication and investment company that focuses on residential multifamily real estate. And he's also a lieutenant in the New York City First Department. And until recently, he also worked part-time as an emergency room RN at a level one trauma center. So Tim, welcome to the show. And, um, you know, especially with everything happening right now with COVID also, thank you so much for your service as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background and just how did you um, get started with real estate? Yeah, so um, my story is not unlike a lot of other people's stories. You know, I'm 38, I'm married, I got three little girls at home, nine, seven, and one and a half. And I got two jobs that I loved. I was a New York City, I am a New York City firefighter. I currently work as a lieutenant in the borough of Queens. And until recently, actually about a year ago now, I used to be a ER nurse in a level one trauma center. So I had two really um, fast paced jobs that no two days were the same and they were fun. And for a while, you know, I was living the W-2 dream, except for the fact that I found myself working 60, 70, 80, sometimes 90 hours a week. And when my kids were real small and they couldn't ask questions and they didn't really talk, it wasn't that big of a deal, um, except for the fact that I missed them, of course. But when they got to be a little older and, you know, I wanted to be there more, I wanted to be involved and I wanted to coach their teams. And I was doing all those things, but um, life was pulling me in so many different directions. So look, I was making decent money, you know, the 401k, trying to max it out every year, you know, still had savings, went on vacations. Life was good. I couldn't really complain. And real estate, honestly, was one of those things that I always thought about someday I'd get involved. Maybe when I retire from the firehouse, I'll get involved in real estate. Um, I ended up by talking about this on podcast, I found out from someone that there's actually a term for that. It's called the destination fallacy or the arrival fallacy of, uh, you know, someday we'll do this and someday we'll do that. But, you know, as we all know, sometimes, most times, sometimes never comes. So to be honest, I really, I've always had my finger on the pulse of like real estate and the markets. And, you know, I had a, a retail brokerage account where I used to buy ETFs, kind of plain vanilla type stuff, but, you know, read the Wall Street Journal. I read a ton of books and um, was really into personal finance. You know, and uh, it got to a point where I knew something had to change. Maybe 18 months ago, I wanted to take action, but I wasn't sure how to take action. So I kind of started like a lot of people do. I, you know, started on the Bigger Pockets podcast and Get Rich Education by Keith Weinhold was, it is a phenomenal podcast and started reading some more books and hopping on Audible. And before you know it, before you know it, I, uh, I read the book that everybody was talking about, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, and that book had remained in my firehouse overnight bag for about a year without ever being pulled out. And I finally decided to read it. I read it in two days. And it was as if the lights were turned on, the shades were pulled up. And I just knew that, you know, there's a better way and you can't save your way to wealth. Um, you gotta, you gotta have your money working for you. And so I decided then and there that I was going to get involved in real estate. So 
started going to some of the local meetups and started really diving into content at that point. Uh, no more TV, no more 24-hour sensational news that I was addicted to. Tried to limit my social media time and everything was kind of dedicated to educating myself. So uh, within four months of reading that book, November of 19, I bought my first property. It was a three-family property. Two units were you know, occupied and the third was going to be vacated upon sale. Um, and I got to work, you know, I put a new roof on, did the siding, rehabbed the first floor unit, which took a very long time, uh, way more time and money than I thought it was going to take. But it was the lessons that were learned during that, you know, takeover and, and lease up process. And then just really what I'm still doing today with the, with the same property of learning how to be a landlord, how to be a good landlord. Um, I've loved every minute of that journey. I ended up making the pivot into multifamily, um, probably maybe three months after purchasing that first property because it just didn't seem like it was going to be scalable buying hundred year old three family properties you know that were pretty good with cash flow there wasn't going to be a ton of appreciation um not that i'm looking to like make a, a crazy quick profit but i probably had capital for one more one more purchase like that and then i'd be tapped out so i really started paying attention to the multifamily space and um, as I did that and dove into that, it seemed like, especially with me working a W2 job and being married and having three kids and, you know, you're getting pulled in all these different directions. Everybody that I listened to kind of talked about how they got coached or they got mentored in the ways of multifamily. And at first it didn't sit right with me because I don't know. I felt a little bit skeptical about paying somebody to teach me how to do something like that. Um, and what was going to be my return on an investment? And I like to joke around that being from New York City, I have a, a healthy dose of skepticism baked right into my DNA. But you know what? I went out on the, you know, I went out and I just took action. I started calling some of these operators and sponsors and uh, guys who had coaching programs. I started reaching out to some of their past students current students, you know, Hey, how does it work? Is it worth it? What do you get? You know, and I probably sounded like uh, such a fool, but it's okay because I just really needed to dive in. And, um, I ended up signing on with a coaching program, uh, the Jake and Gino program, phenomenal, phenomenal program. And I always say it's probably the best investment that I made up until now because it just opened up the doors to so many new people and networks and education and opportunities. And, um, it's just a fantastic way to kind of, if you're going to be defiantly committed to making this work, then it was just a great opportunity. So with that being said, I'm going to turn it back over to you and see um, what else I can comment on. Uh, thank you for that, Tim. And yes, I totally agree with the whole coaching thing. You know, it really opens up your mind and um, things that you didn't think were possible, you know, trying to get over your limiting beliefs and being able to achieve something bigger that maybe originally you didn't think was possible, you know, but like being able to get over and having this mindset shift, I think is totally invaluable. And so with the whole coaching and everything like that, you know, working with experts, it's a great way to, I think, to get yourself in that right mindset, prepare yourself and really be able to, you know, take your, not only your business life, but your personal life as well to the next level. 
100%. And since it's great that you talked about limiting beliefs and mindset, because those are kind of buzzwords that you hear on the podcast circuit. And at first I was like, what are they talking about? Limiting beliefs and, you know, mindset. Like I have a pretty good mindset. I'm 38. I'm, I've come this far and I'm pretty good, you know? So like, it took me a little while to kind of let my guard down and to really kind of dig into that. And once I did that and became more intentional about my life and how I'm going to live it and, um, being committed versus being interested in something, you know, looking back over the last 12, 16 months, there's a total, total change and for the better. So it's a great point. I mean, that being said with the coaches and and listening to different people out there who were successful. And a lot of people have said, you know, find those who are doing what you want to do. And then what I call R and D rip off and duplicate, um, (laughs) That's exactly what I did, you know? And I heard these people constantly saying like, yeah, I write down my goals every day. And at first I was like, why would you write down your goals every day? Like, that's like 10 minutes you can never get back, you know? Like, I just wasn't there yet. But then, you know, writing down my goals every day and it keeps me focused. And I started time blocking and I started doing all these other things that I heard all these other successful people saying that they did. And once I got to let my guard down and let my limiting beliefs kind of settle, um, I don't know why I'm like embarrassed to say that I had limiting beliefs about those things. But yes, I totally agree. Without coaching, I I would not be sitting here with you today. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. So you went through this coaching program now and you've gotten over the whole hurdle and your mindset is now open. Um, What did you do after that in real estate and how you mentioned your focus in multifamily now? Yeah, so great question. So when I jumped into the uh, Jake and Gino program, it was the first week in March, 2020. And I had heard about this COVID thing kind of ramping up, but I wasn't really sure what was going on. It was still kind of in China. And um, although it was really here, we just didn't know it. So my plan was to jump into this program and I was going to start crushing material like, you know, the whole time while my girls were in school. Two weeks later, my girls were home uh, for homeschool for the rest of the school year. So that plan kind of went out the window, but it's okay because we always got to adapt and overcome, right? That being said, you know, in, in a coaching program, you generally have like a coach and there's, especially in Jake and Gino, we have accountability pods, which is like a, a group of three to five people, usually in like your same kind of boat, um, time-wise in the space. And it's great. You meet every week, you have goals, you know, what were your wins for the week, the losses, what are you going to work on next? And really it's just that keeping that accountability piece and it's huge. Uh, you also have an accountability coach who is a more seasoned like member of the community that you can go to with everyday stuff that you don't want to bother your expert deal coach with or um, so anyway, starting to, to get to know everybody and got really good at Zoom and virtually meeting a ton of people and networking very quickly. The expert deal coach that I had to the program was from New York as well. And he and I just kind of hit it off and 
he had had a, a property that he was going to be putting under contract after an accepted letter of intent. And, you know, he kind of gave me the opportunity of a lifetime to kind of join him side by side and, and watch the syndication process play out uh, behind the scenes and talk about learning on the job next to a seasoned syndicator. It was unbelievable, the experience. So that's kind of how I got my start in syndication, uh, because I really, to be 100% truthful, I didn't end up joining Jake and Gino to be a syndicator. I wanted to buy six, 12, 18, 20 unit properties and kind of self-manage or do it with me and my brother, my dad, maybe something like that. But once I saw the power of syndication, I, once I saw how it worked, once I understood how to underwrite the property, how to do due diligence, how to secure financing, um, how to raise money. I mean, that was a huge piece. Like I just didn't even think that raising money would be so difficult almost in the beginning. But why would anybody want to give me $100,000 or $50,000, right? Because I was Tim the firefighter and Tim the nurse uh, for so long. But it was a great experience. That's how I kind of got started. That was a 43-unit B-plus uh, property in Pennsylvania. And that was awesome. I mean, and then very quickly, I mean, uh, I think Michael Blanc has a podcast and he always talks about the law of the first deal. Like once you get your first deal out of the way, like other deals just kind of come and find you. And I, I always thought he was a little bit crazy for saying that, but... <laughs> You know, very quickly, I got a phone call um, from a person in the community that kind of was uh, really making it happen. And another opportunity kind of presented itself. And I was like, holy cow, that guy is right. There's a lot of the first deals kicking in here, you know. Um, but anyway, so that was a 144 unit value add property down in Greenville, South Carolina. We just closed on that the last week in December. And then um, we're closing on 144 unit A-class property next month. Um in Sarasota, Florida. So very quickly, I went from having no doors to three doors to 330 something doors. And the syndication model has totally opened up my, my eyes and my mind on how everyday people, everyday investors, just like myself, cops, firefighters, nurses, essential workers, you name it, you know, that maybe they never knew about this type of product, you know, where they didn't trust anybody. You hear real estate investing, you think of flipping, or you think of, you know, some get rich uh, quick scheme on an infomercial at three in the morning, you know, like, but it doesn't have to be that way. So it's really my mission now is to, because I love talking, I love educating people on the stuff that I'm passionate about. And it's just been a great opportunity to reconnect with people and to kind of teach, you know, people in my inner circle, my family, my friends, my coworkers about real estate, uh, whether they come with me or not, at least they have the tools now to say, all right, here's how you evaluate a deal or, you know, Hey, let's call Tim and see what he thinks. So, um, it's been wow. great. Wow. Getting that first deal and, you know, being able to work side by side with such an uh, like experienced sponsor. Talk about like exponential learning, like from zero to 100. So it was great that you're oh, yeah. able to leverage that um, experienced sponsor and see firsthand what syndication can do and um, really just understanding the whole entire process and getting not just, you know, getting your feet wet, but really jumping right in. 100%. And, you know, I also, I'm, I invest in each deal that I've done so far, but I've also, I love this model so much that I've actually invested in other sponsors' uh, deals as a limited partner. Because if I got cash in the bank and a savings account doing nothing, and I believe in this model, you know, it's a proven way to have some velocity of money. Um, 
I said to myself, let me just start deploying this capital into good sponsors, quality sponsors and a quality deal, good, you know, area, all those metrics or all those boxes are being checked. And um, so far, so good. I mean, that's how much I'm into this whole process. And, you know, a lot of times people see, you know, they see, oh, he purchased 144 unit property. Oh, it looks like he just did it overnight, you know, but really the whole entire process is such a long process, you know, getting yourself educated um, and making these connections with everybody. And you're working very strenuous hours with a, a really tough job. And then you also had three kids at the same time. How are you able to really manage and handle all of that? And then at the same time, keeping yourself motivated? Great question. You know, it's it all comes down to being intentional and finding out what was important to me and being open with my wife and communicating, you know, what are our goals? What are the values? And, you know, she, my wife works, she's got her own private practice um, as a therapist. So she works three or four days a week. And um, we kind of get our schedules out in the beginning of the month and we just hammer out childcare and we hammer out time blocks and somehow we make it happen. Um, but I never was an early riser prior to this whole kind of journey that I've been on. Uh, but now I'm up at five, five thirty in the morning and I try to get two, two and a half hours of work done or just reading or catching up on emails, like some of that brown time as coach T likes to call it. Um, <laughs> because all of a sudden the girls are awake and it's time for breakfast and, and getting ready for school and all that good stuff. So, um, but yeah, it's just really being intentional and getting on board with your calendar and just making that happen, setting aside time, uh, but also setting aside time, you know, to put the phone down, to put the computer away and, and to be with the family. Absolutely. So Tim, you've done a couple of deals and you have a couple of deals under your belt so far. And, you know, we're just gearing up here in 2021. So what's really next for you and what are you looking to do? Yeah. So we closed on approximately $20 million in 2020, uh, coming out of the gate strong. And Greg and I, who's my partner and my brother, we have a goal of over $100 million in acquisitions for 2021. Um, we have a goal of just meeting new people, new operators, and uh, new investors, because it's just been been eye-opening and we are, you know, we're just loving this process. And I'm still a New York City firefighter. I gave up the nursing job to concentrate on the real estate. And uh, it's been a great move so far. Uh, but to be honest, you know, I, I got on the fire department when I was 22 and I could retire when I'm 42, which sounds crazy. But I got in at a time when those types of benefits were still available. It's, it's totally different now. So I plan to go, you know, full time after retirement um, and I'll be a young man, you know. So that's kind of the goal from here. And so, Tim, how has real estate investing impacted your life so far? Yeah, working from home, it's a blessing uh, because I get to be home with the girls and kind of take time out and, and play with them. Because, you know, when I was working at the firehouse, I'd be gone for 24 hours at least. Uh, then when I was in the, at the hospital, you know, even though it's 15 minutes away, I, I'd be gone for 13 plus hours, right? Because I did 12 hour shifts. Uh, I'd come home and I just got my butt kicked in an ER setting for 12 hours. People trying to die on me the entire day, you know? So like by the time I got home, I, I was dead tired. And so having this opportunity to work from home to, you know, have an impact on my friends, my family, my coworkers on their financial lives. And to be more present here with my family has just been, it's been a blessing. And Tim, what is one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started? Taxes. I wish I knew, you know, th there's a guy out there for anybody that is scared of taxes or doesn't understand taxes. His name is Tom Wheelwright. 
And he has a phenomenal YouTube channel and podcast. And he has a great, I don't know, at least one or two books. And he kind of makes taxes fun. And he puts it out there in layman's terms. Um, and he always says, he goes, the tax code is written as almost like a roadmap for how to live your life and create your business to take advantage of these tax laws. You know, the tax laws are there to incentivize business owners to do certain things. And luckily for real estate, you know, people, it's uh, to provide good, safe, clean, affordable housing to people. So I wish I knew the power of, you know, taxes a long time ago. And what is one thing that sets the successful people apart in the real estate investing business? Taking action without a doubt. I mean, there's people out there who are the victims, like, uh, right? They're always talking about how the system's rigged against them and, you know, whatever else. You know, I think everybody knows somebody like that. Uh, then there might be people who just get stuck. They go to too many conferences, they read too many books, they just, you know, they have to listen to one more audible book, they have to listen to one more podcast, and they just never take that action, even though they have a ton of information and a ton of knowledge. But it's really about taking that leap, getting educated, and then taking a leap, taking the action, and then being intentional about it. And what tools or techniques have you used to improve the efficiency of your business or your personal life? That's a great question. I think that's going to be the moving target for me for a long time because I never really had to use technology the way that I'm using it now. But I would say a robust CRM system to keep track of your investors, your investments, um, email sequences and automations and all that good stuff. I mean, that's probably one of the best tools that I've learned how to uh, function with in this space. And so Tim, if our listeners wanted to find out more about you and what you do, where can they go? Yeah, you can check out our website. Uh, we just did a new one. It's called citysidecap.com, C-I-T-Y-S-I-D-E-C-A-P.com. And uh, my email is tim at citysidecap.com. And I can be found on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tim. Really enjoyed having you on the show today. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonavestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.